0: And I'd like to welcome our Friday panel uh, this morning. Um, well, we had hoped both would be in studio, but not possible. We have Val Robes with us, a well-known photographer, social media manager, blogger and writer uh, on the phone, and I'll explain why in a moment. And Sligo Finnegan councillor and Black Lion Native councillor Sinead McGuire uh, with us as well. Good morning to you both. Morning, and, and thanks for joining us. And morning, Val, man. I have to ask, tell us... Uh, <laughs>
1: Just, <laughs> I'm iced we, we thought we
0: were we thought we were out the other end uh, but not you're, no. you're you're iced in or snowed in this morning to I, I'm iced in
1: yeah so uh, yeah they, the, the, the salt trucks don't come as far as us and uh, yeah so like I can't even get out the door today so um, I just thought I'd stay in the, the hospital don't need another patient
0: <laughs> yeah and I mean the, the the morning or the the advice was it would all be cleared up by today. It's a beautiful sunny morning out there, but as we're seeing on our text machine this morning, still a lot of roads and uh, yeah, it and
1: rained and then it iced on top of the rain and then there was hailstones and then it's just it's probably worse today. I'd say today is probably the worst day, and yesterday wasn't great either. The joys of living in, in rural life in Kulani that is grand.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, I don't I don't know if you listened to our discussion earlier. There was a suggestion that uh, you, residents like you should be enabled to to deal with your own icy roads and be provided with salt and grit.
1: Would that uh, be to- and I totally agree with that. I remember years ago where they used to leave a bucket of, of salt and grit um at, at the end of the road and people would deal with it. I mean you can put a bit of salt on your drive, but you can't do the whole road. Um, and I know, like, a, a, it's just the last time in December, now we were ice in as well, and I did get on to um, the councillors there, and they did put some grit down, but it, there was no salt in it, so it was basically just gravel, and it was just as bad. So all, all you can hear, like, the cars that are going up and down is, are skidding and sliding and everything. Right, OK.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, Councillor, yeah. <laughs> Christine of roads, I'm sure comes up all the time does it not It does uh,
2: good, good morning Val I'm sorry we're not meeting this Me to I know I was looking forward, to, know, was to, looking forward um, to it
1: as well <laughs>
2: yeah, The um the, the actually the issue of the roads did come up at the last council meeting just last Monday and um as you can imagine I, I I'm trying to remember the figure off my head. I think it's 3,000 kilometres of road we have in County Sligo. So it's literally impossible to get every road done. But what um, they try to do is prioritise, I suppose, the main r- roads and also those that have a bus service on them um, and then at, at points they will prioritise the schools and the health clinics to ensure that people can get to appointments um, but I think a real difficulty and, and Val you'll have seen this, you know you grit one hour and in the next hour it's either snowed or rained or frozen again and you know it has to be redone again, so yeah I, I remember those days too uh, Val when you'd get there was you'd see a little you know, um, a bucket or a pile of of stuff left on the road and then people could help themselves and do their own bit. And that does work. Um, So maybe that's something the council might look at again because it's much more efficient than trying to do every road themselves.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And we we actually are on a bus route, (laughs) my road. Like we're just literally up from the National School. And uh, yeah, so I don't, they just don't come as far as us.
0: Uh, yeah, Seamus is listening in London and he makes the point, he says uh, Niall, our son lives in Philadelphia and he, uh, as is all the case, is the case with all the residents there he's responsible for the upkeep of the footpath outside his house clearing snow and keeping it in good repair and that's how they work out there so I don't know if he... If, if yeah,
1: he, that, that's fair enough if you're able-bodied and if you're able yeah. to do it but like I have um, a son living with me who's disabled and if I was to go out and break something... Who would mind him? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering from that text from Seamus, what happens if, if his son doesn't uh, do what he's asked to do outside his footpath? Is he, is he issued with a fine or something? Anyway. I,
1: yeah. And then, is there, sorry, is there the case like then if you did sort your own path and somebody fell, would, would there be a claim on you? I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, something we maybe uh, will look at uh, towards the end of next week. I, I think we'll start uh, this morning with the Martin Gordon story, which I'm sure you're aware of now because it made only not only local but national headlines. Uh, Martin Gordon, who's very, very well-known and popular Sligo man, Martin uh, has been blind since the age of 17, He's a barrister working in Dublin. Uh, he's a, a Paralympic athlete as well for Ireland, as we know. And last weekend, he was refused entry to a Dublin city centre restaurant because he had his guide dog with him. Very humiliating, he said, not only for him, but particularly for his seven-year-old daughter. Shane Maguire, what did you make of of that story, Martin's story?
2: Um, I, I, I was shocked. Um, I have to say, uh, you know, that at, at this point, uh, given... I think the advancements that has been made in the country in relation to awareness and uh, people with disabilities and equality, um, that 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 would have happened. I was really, really shocked. Um, That was my first instinct. And the second then was, you know, fair play to Martin for taking the case you know, obviously he's very well equipped to take the case. He, yeah. He's in the profession and it's it's not a big, you know, I'm sure, well, it's a big deal for anybody to take a case, but he's well equipped for it. But, do you know, that he would have had to do that is just terrible um, and I, I, I suppose what I was thinking then was all of the people who mightn't be so inclined to go and take a case and yep. you know are there lots more of these stories that we're not hearing about um, and then the third thing was yeah I was really struck by what he said about his daughter, his daughter witnessing it and you know him not wanting to tell her the real reason, and you know, I suppose from a mother perspective, that really hit me in the heart. And I was like, That it's just terrible, it's yeah. just shocking and difficult
0: for a seven year old child to understand.
2: Sure, her daddy is her daddy, yeah. Do you know, he, she doesn't see any, and there is no difference in him, he's her dad, and why wouldn't he be allowed into a restaurant? And, um, you know, because he you know, he has additional needs. There's no reason why he shouldn't be allowed in. So, yeah, uh, it's a shame and um, it's a shame it's still happening and fair play to Martin for taking the case and highlighting it. And we just have to remain super vigilant on these things and make sure that, you know, less of it happens and hopefully none of it happens in the future.
0: Um, You're following that story, Val. What did you make of it?
1: Oh, it should never have happened in this day and age. And I, I mean, it's just what's wrong with people, it's a guide dog, and you know, where's the compassion, what, what, I don't understand the reasoning behind it, and also, I was reading your, your social media page, and there was an outrageous comment from somebody saying that, yeah, fair enough, dogs shouldn't be let in, what, has nobody got compassion anymore, I'd like to see the commenter, that left that comment saying that dogs, uh, they cause flatulence and they molt and and don't humans do the same? But I'd love to see that particular commenter go and uh, take one of the, the, there's enough people with guide dogs in Sligo, go and and get to know them and find out more about why they need a guide dog. You know, educate yourself. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I had—I actually had that comment printed out. I can't, I, I'll can get it in a moment. I had it printed out because I was going to make, make reference to it uh, earlier on. But, um, right, okay, well, as as Jeanine Maguire said, Val, we would only hope that this is not a common occurrence. I'm sure it's uh, not.
1: Sadly, I, I think it is. Um, I, I'm on Twitter a lot, as you probably know, and I have seen incidents, now this is in England, of somebody... Um, being woken up from their bed in a hotel because they had their guide dog with them, and basically being put out onto the street at two in the morning. Yeah. And this was in a hotel. <laughs> you know, the staff need training. You know that they need the dogs for a reason. It's not just a pet dog. Yeah, you know. Um,
0: okay. Yeah, the, the Facebook comment you refer to says dogs and pubs and restaurants are not healthy and should only be allowed if there are no alternatives. This man had his family there to help him. No need for a dog on the premises at this time. Uh, dogs can molt, uh, flatulent, and cough. Dogs should be only used when there is no other way. Well, that's not. That's not a very understanding
1: uh, uh, person. That, that just beggars belief. like yeah. <laughs> You know that's so ignorant unless we walk in somebody's
0: shoes how do we know what they need and how they're going to cope right okay uh, 071 911 is our number to call this morning you can uh, text her or whatsapp now to 083 3500 530 uh, do, do you think Pascal donoghue has a case to answer sinead or not
2: i suppose time will tell I, i'm He's already answered questions that have been put to him. Um, And uh, we heard, I think it was yesterday, that he's going to make a further statement. Um, Generally, there's an onus on all of us in public life, um, you know, to meet the requirements that are laid down. Um, However, I can tell you even from my own perspective, and I read a comment in the paper about this, the legislation is really um, quite difficult to decipher. Yeah. you know you end up reading something several times and I know it from the officials in the council as well you know there are different interpretations yeah. of what means what so it's not it's so, not So gen- genuine uh,
0: well, I won't say there are mistakes but genuine yes, I think om- omissions can, can happen yeah.
2: yes I really do believe that and particularly at times of election when it is um, you know hell 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 uh, for whatever amount of weeks, and there's teams, and there's stuff going on all over the place. From the limited experience I had of it, you know, it it's. I would not be surprised that it's. Not, you know, he would not be on top of every single thing. I know the buck comes to him, and he has to answer for it. Uh, and I think he's done that, and we'll see what comes out. Uh, you know, really, Niall, what you're talking about here is um, somebody offered to put up posters for him. Yeah. that is. I I wouldn't say there's a politician in the country who hasn't. It happens all the
0: time, and then you know,
2: and when somebody offers to put up posters, it's a godsend. Thank you, brilliant. You'll you'll take all the help I don't have have to do. And he's now, um, you know, looking at it, I suppose, in the cold light of day, six years later, and going, right, okay, so what's the cost that would have been, and trying to to put a figure on it. Um, So uh, from a governmental perspective. Uh, I really hope that he um uh, that, that that this is the end of it because he is a vital cog in that government. He has been a fantastic minister. Um, he has done so much from a financial perspective, taking us from a place where, you know, we were in deep recession to having full employment, um, to getting us through COVID, providing all of those um, reliefs for people across the country. You know, he has done incredible work for our country and I would really hate to see him losing uh, his position because of, yeah. of something like this.
0: Okay. Uh, Val, do you, do you share uh, Shelley McGuire's confidence in Minister Tony?
1: I'm not very politically minded. Mm. Uh, I, I just would hope and trust that politicians are up front and I'm sure that whatever um inquiries going on they'll get the Hopefully, the right result for everybody involved. As I say before, it's very hard to speak on behalf of people because we don't know what's going on in their lives.
0: Yeah, I I, I might throw this one in there. i be I was listening to a discussion on television last night about the surprise resignation of the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, and um, I, I, it was very interesting. Her speech was very interesting. She just simply said that she she had nothing left in the tank, which was a very very I thought it was a very commendable thing to say from someone with such a high-profile job. She felt she couldn't go on and there were all sorts of discussions in the world last night about uh, mental health and burnout at work and, and so forth. Did, what did you make of that as a politician,
2: oh, I I heard her at every level. Uh, it was so refreshing for me actually to hear somebody, I suppose, voice at... At an international level and at her, at her level in politics, something that I definitely felt, um, you know, and, and when we were talking about Pascal, that did come to mind. I think there is, you know, really quite an unrealistic standard required of public representatives. Yeah. Um, you are analysed for everything from morning, noon and night, uh, social media has has meant that it is stop. Yeah. Um, and it, you're
0: public property to a certain degree as well, aren't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, people feel that you are, you mm. know, like I've had comments made to me in front of my daughter, actually, uh, which I was really shocked by. And I'm sure the person didn't realise what they were saying. But I had, you know, questions going, what did he mean, Mammy? And why did he say that to you? And mm. you're there going, oh, you know, trying to brush it under the carpet and, and change the subject. But yeah, I think people do forget we're human and we are human and yeah. everybody has a personal and a private life that you try and maintain alongside your public role. Um, But sometimes I do feel there are unrealistic expectations. Elizabeth Arda, and she was just remarkable uh, what she achieved through hugely tumultuous time in New Zealand. like It's remarkable. Earthquake, Um. a uh, 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 terrorist attack and then COVID. Yeah. Um, and she did that while uh, having a baby. Yeah, You know, she, she's phenomenal. And I really take my hat off to her for knowing when the time was right to come. Yeah. You know, I think so many people, it, th- there's a kind of a theory that you get there, you hang on regardless and that that's your life from there on in. And I, I don't subscribe to that. I think I think we all have a part to play. You know, or if you feel you have a part to play, play it and then yeah. step back and allow somebody else to play it. Um, yeah. So I, I have huge admiration for her. I really think she brought something new to the political arena uh, in her empathy and, and her very human way that she dealt with things. Um, and I hope that that continues, that it's not lost when all right, she steps okay. down.
0: Did you follow that story, Val? Did you see her resignation I paid, speech? And I
1: and I think she's absolutely amazing and you know we need more powerful women and you know it's still a case that it seems to be men ruling the world which is wrong and I'm also as you know huge advocate for speaking about mental health, if we don't speak about how we feel then things will never change and we will never be able to help each other Um, and fair play to her for bringing that to the table and not being ashamed to speak about it because hopefully now it might encourage other people in power to speak about their own mental health and then encourage members of the public to do the same, you know. And and it is, you know, I, I don't know how she did everything she did, but she was amazing.
0: Right, OK, 071911 8104 is a number, as I say, to call. You can text or WhatsApp now to 083 3500 530. Uh, the panel is right. I live in Ballymore Town. The footpaths are in a terrible state. Uh, this morning, uh, Pascal who should resign, says this person. If it was Sinn Féin in power, the opposition would be calling... Uh, for his head and someone else rang in to say uh, Pascal Donoghue is only sorry because he was caught he needs to go Uh, I agree with the panel abuse on social media has escalated to an unacceptable point the keyboard warriors think they can say as they please and yet uh, could not stand up and debate their particular uh, views Um, Val there was a very serious incident in the heart of Sligo town last Sunday Uh, a woman held a gunpoint robbed it or sorry, not at knife point, I should say, uh, robbed and badly shook up because she was in contact with us following the incident. Shocking that this would happen anywhere, let alone in Sligo Town Centre at a reasonably early hour.
1: It's awful. Um, You know, we should be able to feel safe in our town and in our county. And, uh, you know, the poor woman, I don't know how she'll recover from this. Um, It must be horrendous. And, uh, you know... uh, (sighs) Are, are there any guards on the streets? I really don't know. I've seen a few, um, but maybe we need to have more. And, and is there CCTV that they can catch you this because it's, it shouldn't be happening?
0: So so do you, do you have a concern maybe that there are not enough guardie out and about on the streets, on the beat, as it were?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not out in town that often, so I don't know. Maybe there are Um but the few times that I am in, I haven't seen that many. I used to see them on their bikes, um, but I haven't. But as I say, I'm not in that often. But like we should have, that was quite early in the evening, and anyway, regardless of whatever time it was, I mean, Sligo has it, not it the purple flag for safety in the evening? Yeah. And, and you'd hope that people would feel safe just walking, and she was in the centre of town. It wasn't like it was the back road or anything, you know? That's really
0: really awful um, and it, god love her um chenite um, horrendous attack uh, woman being held at knife point is, is there an issue do you think of not enough guarding in the streets lack of resources or or not uh,
2: a few a few things i'd like to say on this nile um firstly i'd like to you know, give my sympathies to the lady, a horrendous instant. Um, and I wish her a really speedy recovery. Um, and it's something that nobody should have to face. I, I think it raises particularly the issue of violence against women uh, and violence against women in our country um, has escalated. Um, and I think that is is a whole separate issue in relation to, I suppose, safety and general um, guard, the presence on the street. I, I sit on our, our policing forum um, and I know there's been huge work done with Sligo Bid that Val has mentioned there uh, and the county council and the local um, business people, particularly in that area around Rockwood Parade. Um, and as Vala said, they've got the purple flag and huge, huge um, kudos goes to all of those uh, parties for working together. And we really do have um, a, a very safe uh, place for people to go to and enjoy and I think that message really needs to get out there. From a policing perspective Um, it has been raised about increased visibility uh, on the streets. I know from the figures that we get that there are, you know, our courts are full and um, there is huge active policing going on um, all of the time and in relation to that incident I believe you know that there was a strong line of inquiry that's been followed and CCTV has been Used to to which hopefully will find um, that particular culprit. I think you're often and you know you're going to have instances that kind of you know come out of the. out of out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of the blue, that's not something that happens every day in Slide. Yeah. Thankfully, Thankfully, we have a wonderful place where people can go and spend their evenings safely, and I think that's really important. That people, you know, focus on that and wish that lady the very best uh, in her recovery.
1: Yeah,
0: and and when you were making such points along with your colleagues at the joint policing committee um, meetings, is is there is there a feeling you think amongst Garda management that they could do with more resources and they need? More people.
2: You know, I don't think you can go into any agency, any business. I'm sure in Ocean yeah. here, no, yeah, it's, it's the, the same. same right. Everyone, yeah. everyone wants more. Everyone could do it, an extra pair of hands. So I think, I think that's true. I think, you know, we're really lucky in Sligo. We have a very active uh, policing um, body, and they're also very connected to the community, which has huge benefits because it means they get to. Resolutions yep. quite quickly, uh, and I, and I think community policing is so important, and uh, and we are lucky here to have that. Um, so yeah, obviously, if there's more money available, they'll take it. But I think they do a great job with what they have.
0: Right. Okay. In relation to to Martin Gordon, this uh, listener reminds us it's not the first time this has happened uh, to Martin. Um, and I, I mentioned this to Martin in the interview it happened to him in Sligo a number of years ago I remember interviewing him at the time um, he was refused and his guide dog was as well and the restaurant management pointed at the dog saying that's not coming into my restaurant I remember the story well lest we think it's just a, it's just a Dublin issue it is not or oh, maybe times have changed I don't know uh, Val there is I think at 14 the last count there are 14 protests uh, tomorrow um, outside our hospitals in the country, including ones at Sligo and Letterkenny Hospital, a protest against hospital overcrowding. Um, how do you feel about that? Is it is it a worthy thing to do? Is it politically motivated, do you think? Or what are your thoughts on oh, it? Well,
1: the health service. <laughs> I have personal experience. A family member was in um, A&E last year and honest to God, I've never seen anything like it and They were left on a trolley. They needed emergency surgery in the end, um, but they were just left. There was no pillow. Uh, there was no service. It was, it was horrendous. Uh, thankfully, they were moved to a ward quite, well, I was going to say quite quickly, it wasn't. They were on the trolley for over 24 hours. They had nobody to help them go to the toilet. They couldn't go on their own. And uh, when they did get to the ward, then they were sent overnight to the matter for emergency surgery. But if that had been left, I dread to think what would have happened to them. Um, And my heart goes out to everybody that has to go into A&E. I've said to my own family, unless I'm dying, I don't want to go anywhere near the place. Like it was bad years ago, but it's worse now.
0: Um, so so it, it, is, it has got to a point, you feel, where people can't take any more and th-
1: feel they... But something needs they... to be done. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not the staff. I feel sorry for the staff. They're trying their best um, in the most horrendous circumstances. But when you see people just left on trolleys and this is all ages and they need to be sick, they need health care. Like, you wouldn't do it to an animal. I know that if my dog was sick... I could bring him to the vet. He'd get the treatment he needed. But I don't feel the same about a family member uh, because I've seen it firsthand. Um, you know, it, and, and and it's fine if you've got somebody to speak up for you. But the people that don't, that are just left, you know, I, 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 I don't know if something needs to be done um, for sure. And I think things will only get worse.
0: Right, okay. Well, you're not the only person who believes uh, things are going to get worse. Senior medical um, officials and consultants have been warning of that locally as well this week. As a counsellor, I mean, I'm sure you get it all the time, Sinead, do you, about the state of our health service and what are you doing about it and what are your government doing about it? Or what do you think needs to be done? How How do you resolve this issue or can you resolve it at all?
2: Um, I... I I really think it needs a complete overhaul, um, root and branch. Look at 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 the health service because when you look at the funding that we as a nation put into healthcare in comparison to, um, the UK or other countries, we have a much higher rate of funding than so many others. But yet still, we don't seem to have the service, um. I, I know the NHS is not a perfect example, and it's also at breaking point. I had a conversation yesterday with um with a doctor, um, and from what I hear from people all over is that it's at breaking point. Yeah. And like Val, I have the height of admiration um for the staff, all of the staff in the hospitals. They do phenomenal work. They go above and beyond every single day. Um, I've had calls like Val to to attend any and. It just astounded me uh, how they actually managed to keep coming into work day after day because it's endless. It's like the tide, it just keeps coming um, and they are remarkable people, but they are not getting the support they need they're not being allowed to do the work they want to do yeah. um, and that they are so capable of doing. They're not given the resources and the pathways to provide that care and it's incredibly demoralising um, for them and then it's it's terribly frustrating and frightening for, for people who need that care. Um, so yeah, I I really think it has to. We have to start at the bottom and and work through it and yeah. completely redesign it because it's not functioning currently, um, and it's a vital aspect for our society. Yeah,
0: and, and protests. Do they make any difference? Do you think people going out onto the streets and uh, demonstrating their frustration and anger does it make any difference? Does it make politicians? I'm a big with responsibility.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's really important that people have the right to protest Nile and thankfully we live in a democracy where that is completely acceptable and I think it should be encouraged and helped uh, you know if people feel that's what they need to do whether it has an impact or not I'm not, I'm not so sure. Um you know, I think we've seen a different uh, the water uh, um rates that yeah. We had national protests and that did have an impact. Um, if, I don't know if that's what it takes to, to rehaul the health service. Um, well, maybe then that's, that's what needs to happen.
0: Uh, the hospitals in the United Kingdom and other countries also experiencing a major crisis. Uh, don't forget that. Uh, someone else says, My aunt got mugged for just €5 Euro going through Tesco car park in Sligo years ago. Uh, the assailant broke my aunt's shoulder Dragging her handbag off her, she had a stroke after that and passed away, not, not long after. Um, and there are comments coming in in relation to Jessica uh, Jacindas Arden's decision to resign, her reasons uh, for doing so, and roads. And again, sentencing in cases of assaults, people wanted to comment. The panel to comment on that. Uh, the the refugee situation. Uh, maybe I'll get a comment on that from you, Val. What are you thinking in relation to our hosting of the Ukrainians and our facilitating the Ukrainians? And I say that because there, there was a, a case being pushed in the door by one local TD last evening for compensation for tourism-related businesses who are going to lose out because there are simply fewer um, hotel rooms and uh, tourist accommodation numbers going to be available soon. Do you? where do you stand on that or do you have sympathies for those I involved have in the tourism
1: business? I have sympathy for everybody. Um, I have sympathy for the people that are having to flee their homes because of the war. Um, and I know there's a lot of negativity saying we shouldn't be allowing people in, but my parents had to move from Ireland in the 50s and it wasn't a war they were fleeing. They were moving because they had no work. So the Irish people have moved around the world. and uh, But... We, you know, I have no experience of living through a war, so I understand that people want to do their best to help other people, and that's the nature of Ireland. But uh, it's tough on the tourist businesses as well. Um, You know, it's uh, trying to come back from COVID. It's it's hard for everybody. And you know, where do what do you do? You need to, you know, people need housing. But is it up to the hotels to do that? Um, there are an awful lot of vacant properties that could perhaps be put to use. Um, the one in Balafade has been there for years. Yeah And uh, you know, God know I was in it um, 11 years ago, and it was in the north of Salem, so God knows what condition it's in now, but there are an awful lot of empty properties that could probably be put to use, um, and that might help in some way.
0: Um, Sinead what are your thoughts on on the refugee situation and I think the public perception maybe has changed somewhat in the past year there are so many issues in relation to this and it is hard to to sort them out Do do you have sympathy maybe for tourism businesses that might be affected by the lack of tourism numbers which will come to our shores because of the Accommodation shortage, or not?
2: I don't think that's been proven, Nile. I don't think it's been proven that we're having fewer tourists because of the refugee situation. And I think it's important not to, to not to mix up those two issues. Um, it's difficult to be um, a country who has to provide uh, places for people, but I think uh, it's really important that we keep sight of, as Val has said, where we've come from. And, you know, we've had so many immigrants, sure, uh, we're all over the world, the Irish, and we've been welcomed in and we've worked yeah. hard and we've assimilated. Um, and and I think it's important that we are a refuge uh, for others who are in a less fortunate position than we are. I think sometimes we lose sight of that, you know, that we do live in a very prosperous, um, safe and democratic country and that's not the same so much of what we take for granted here is not taken for granted in other countries uh, look at Afghanistan look at Iraq you know you don't have to look very far and you will see people in very very different circumstances to us um, so I think it's very important that we keep sight of that and rem- keep our, our doors open to others and provide what we can for them um, obviously the hotels are not the solution um, it was a temporary sub- Supposedly temporary measure, and yeah. that has run on. So, we need to find alternative solutions, and there are alternatives out there. I've seen suggestions in relation to modular housing, um, and I think those are what we need to activate. The tourist economy is really important to this country, uh, it's a vital cog, particularly here in the northwest. Um, so, we do and we always have done everything we can uh, to support that. Um, and, oh, you know, I don't see why. Uh, the two can't run side by side. We can provide for people and have a tourist industry also.
0: All right, okay. We've got uh, a couple of minutes left and I, I, I know you said earlier, uh, Val, that you're, you're, you're not politically minded but you probably may have read or heard the uh, intention of our Taoiseach Lee of Vrancor to hold or to call for a general election next year as opposed to the year after because he can continue on till what, March 2025, but he doesn't want to have a winter election, apparently, maybe because more people are discontent during winter, I don't know. Does it matter to you when the election is held?
1: It doesn't matter to me as long as we get our say, because we need to say who's running the country, who's looking after us, and, uh, you know, it, it needs to happen whenever it happens. Um, and people do need to get out and vote because if we don't vote, then we have we can't really complain about anything, you know. Uh, just have your say. And for me personally, I just look at all the, the different issues that they're going to tackle and see. Then then I decide who I'm going with. And that's what
0: okay. I do. So you you only make up your mind nearer nearer the day. And yeah, the I follow it
1: all. Oh, no, I would I would know, like, fairly well in advance and I'd follow it all. And it's just to kind of uh, go with the people that I feel are, are dealing with the topics that I am concerned about. So, um, yeah, that's what I do. I know there are a lot of people that would vote for the same party again and again, but that wouldn't be me.
0: Wouldn't be you or your family no, as well. Yeah. All right, OK. If you were Lea Vrachar, uh, Sinead, in that situation, would you... Uh, steer clear of a winter election
2: I'm laughing away to myself here Niall at that thought um, for me the key is and I think Val hit, hit it on the nose there that we have an election You know, uh, I, I think it's really important that we don't lose sight of that again democracy is quite a fragile thing Yeah, and, and that's the key and we've seen it like I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime where we've had that threatened and we've had it threatened in the US Trump, who tried to to contravene the will of the people and who said it was false, like that, you know, really shocked me to the core. And we've seen it now in Brazil uh, with Bolsonaro. So the fact that we have an election, that's the key. And people have their say on whatever they vote and however they decide, that's and that we follow that. That is the essential premise for me. And, you know, uh, wherever the cards fall, that's that's what we live with for the next five years at, thereafter.
0: Okay, so it doesn't really matter to you, be it when it happens. winter, no, or makes no difference at all. No. All right, okay.